Okay, let me pray. Let me pray so we can get into our, our, uh, our first Thessalonians, okay? So let's pray together. Dear God, dear God, thank you uh, for this time together. Thank you uh, that we uh, have this, this space where we get to hang out and talk and be competitive, but also hopefully learn to love one another um, and, and learn about your love for us more and more as we just spend time together. Um, we thank you for uh, just this time where we get to learn and listen and be still. Um, we ask that you would speak to us and uh, speak to us what we need to hear. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, yes, Luke. Be still and know that I am God is top tier song. Best song okay. ever. Best song ever that we sang. You want to play more? We'll talk about that after. Okay, this week is our last week in First Thessalonians. Okay, uh, not next week, but probably the week after we're going to start Second Thessalonians. Okay, we are in First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But I need to catch you up. Who remembers the three themes in First Thessalonians? Yes? Faith, love, and hope. There we go. Luke, good try. Um, so right before chapter 5, there's five chapters in First Thessalonians. Right before chapter 5, Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, and he's telling these people, and he's like, don't worry, okay? There's people who have fallen asleep, but he's not talking about real sleep. Okay? He's not talking about real sleep. Paul's like, there's people who have fallen asleep, but uh, really people who have died. He's t- talking about people who have died. And the Thessalonians are kind of discouraged because they're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see these people again. I don't know. Like, what, what does the future hold for us? So Paul's like, don't be discouraged because everyone who is alive and everyone who has died, you are going to see again when Jesus returns because he's going to bring the dead back to life and then he's going to bring us to live with him forever. Okay? So Paul just says that to the Thessalonians and then he's going to go on and he's going to talk about Uh, the day of the Lord or the time that Jesus comes back. Okay, so this is kind of the theme of hope. Paul is kind of ending on the theme of hope, but we're also going to see a little bit of faith and love in here too. Okay, so this is is what it says. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 through 11. Okay, just try to listen, hold on to some words or some some sentences in here that maybe uh, stick out to you. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers. So he's talking about now, he's saying, now the the times and the seasons he's talking about is the time that Jesus returns. He says, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. All right. First, question for you guys. What does it mean? Uh, raise, your, raise your hand so, I, so we don't all speak over each other. What does it mean to have hope? <clears throat> raise your hand. Good. Yes, Danny? Say it. What? To have faith? Have faith? Yeah, well, he raised his hand. All right. Can you, what, can you expand on that a little bit? What does that mean? 
Yeah, what does it mean to have faith then? Okay, without using the word hope, faith, or love, what does it mean to have hope? Yes? Trust? Okay, trusting? Trusting that things will become for the better? Okay. Okay, so Logan, uh, Zaire, uh, yep, focus a little bit. All right, we're doing good. Uh, wait, Logan, can you say that again? Logan, everyone listen to Logan. Risking things because you think that will, they will get better? Okay. Any more thoughts? What does it mean to have hope? Yes. Have faith. Okay. Cameron? Have hope. Okay. Um, I, think, I think Logan kind of, I mean, I think we're all kind of hitting on themes of hope, okay? But I think Logan is kind of hitting on something that Paul's talking about today, okay? Logan said risking things, risking things right now because, because we believe that things will be better. So hope, hope involves trusting that things will get better, but trusting that means that we, we live differently right now means that we might like risk things right now. We live differently right now because we believe and trust that things are different in the future. Okay? So it's like kind of like a coming reality. We, we believe that there's like a coming reality that's not necessarily true right now, but it's going to be true, and it affects how we live right now. Okay? And it's not, it's not necessarily knowing everything about the future. Okay? Hope isn't, just like, isn't necessarily knowing everything about the future. We see this right, right away. He's like, now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Paul's like, Paul's like, you have this hope. You know that Jesus is going to return, but but you don't know exactly when that's going to happen. You don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but you know that Jesus is going to come. So it's not it's not necessarily having all the right answers or knowing everything. Okay, and then also Paul says that the Thessalonians are aware of this future reality, right? Like they're aware, they trust, they believe that something in the future is going to happen, that Jesus is going to return, but others are not aware of this future reality. Even Paul says, while people are saying there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. So Paul's like, you guys are aware that Jesus is going to return, but some people aren't, aren't aware, and, it's, and, and, and so it doesn't affect how they live right now. Right now, they're just living their life as normal because they're not aware of this future, this future reality that's going to come. So they're not like taking risks or living differently right now. That's kind of like lo- what Logan was saying, right? But even, so for those people, it might be like kind of scary or surprising or even um, like frightening, right? Because he even says it's going to come upon them like sudden destruction, but then it compares it to a pregnant woman, like to labor in a pregnant woman. So like there's this kind of, it might be scary and frightening, but also it's going to be like labor. There's going to be new life out of it. Jesus' return, there's going to be new life. Even it seems like for the people who uh, aren't, aren't necessarily aware of what's going on. Okay, and then in verse 4 and 5, the Thessalonians are living in the light. Okay, Paul says this, but you are not in darkness. He says, you're, you're not in darkness. You, but, uh, brothers, for that, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light. You are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Paul says that you are in light, right? When you're in light, you can like see things, right? You can be like a more aware of things. Some, I don't really like driving at nighttime. Maybe, I feel like that's like kind of like a, like a, a grandma or grandpa thing to say, kind of. But, you know, uh, you know, it's just kind of like more, it's not as cool driving at time because you can't see as much all the time. You know, you got to be more careful. Yep. I'm, maybe I am old. Maybe that's it. 
But, but in the daytime, you can like see more stuff, right? Like you can see other people, you can see things coming at you, you you're, you're aware. And Paul says that you are children of the light. He's saying the Thessalonians are aware, they can see, they know. They know of the future that's coming. They know that Jesus will return. And then Paul encourages them, just like kind of what Logan was saying in verses 6 through 8. He says, you're aware of this future. But then in verse 6, he says, because you are aware of this future, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for helmet, the hope of salvation. Paul is like, you have this hope, you know what this future is going to look like, and so hope starts now. Paul says that hope starts right now. It actually affects the way we live. He doesn't just say, you're aware of this future, and then drop it there. He says, you're aware that Jesus is going to return, so let's do these things. Let's do these things, okay? He encourages them to let this future reality, Jesus returning, to affect how they live right now, all right? So, you know, I was dating Cass at one point, right? Like, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I guess even before that, we weren't, and then we went on some dates, and then, and yeah, that's how it works usually. But there was one point, there was one point where, like, I'm dating Cass, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I could see myself, like, marrying this girl. Like, I want, I want to be this girl's husband. You know, I want her to be my wife. Thank you. Well, fast forward, we're married. What'd you say? What'd you say? What? No, I didn't do anything. Well, I probably did a lot of things wrong, but, but, yes? W is, right. So I had this, but, so, because, because I was dating Cass and I had this hope, I had this hope of marrying her, I wasn't just going to keep living how I, how I lived, right? Like, I didn't, I wasn't just going to keep spending on money on everything I want to spend money on. I wasn't just going to start spending my time everywhere I want to spend my time. But I was actually going to invest my time in cash. No, 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 but, no, no, but listen, listen. Sometimes, sometimes, no, well, that's true. That's, that's a trap, and also that's, okay? Also, I think Jewel said that's a trap, right? Credit to Jewel. Thank you, Jewel. Jewel, I feel like you defended me for the first time ever, and I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Oh, really? For me, it felt, for me, it felt like you were with me. Okay, there's one thing I used to do. I used to, I, I think I've talked about this. I used to like act like a kitty cat, like in public sometimes. But, but, but the more, the more serious, the more serious I got about marrying Cass, the more serious I got about this hope, this future, this future hope, this future reality, the less, I, start, I still act like a kitty cat, but the less I acted like a kitty cat. Because I knew Cass did not like it. Okay? I can, so like, yeah, some people did. Um, so like, because, because I had this hope, because I had this future reality of being husband and wife with Cass, I, I spent more time, I, I tried to get to know her more. I allowed her into my life more. You know, I was more vulnerable with her. I bought her more gifts and more flowers, and I invited her into my life. I gave her more time, right? I gave her more time, uh, and, and I, okay, trap. But I started to spend my time in places that Cass loved to spend her time, okay? And just instead of, instead of just places I love to spend my time, okay? Because I had this future reality, okay, because I had this hope of marrying Cass, of being together with her, it changed how I lived in the present. What did you say? A simp? Yeah. It's good to be a simp, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good to be a simp. Um, okay. But because I had this hope of marrying Cass, it changed how I lived in the present, okay? 
So listen to this. Bring it in. Bring it in for like three, four more minutes, okay? If Jesus, if you believe, or if you are so sure, if you are sure that Jesus will return, okay, if you are so sure that he is going to return and make all things new and bring new life, and he's going to be with us forever, or even if you see that as a possibility, okay? Maybe you're not sure about that, but maybe even if you just see that as a possibility, I think it changes how you live today right now. I think it really does, and that's kind of what Paul's saying. You know, actually, you can start knowing him today. You don't have to wait for eternity to know him. But if you believe that you will be with Jesus forever, you can start knowing him today. You can spend, you can spend time, and you can spend time in silence just listening, just listening and looking around at all the things he's created. You can spend time with other people. And it changes how you spend time with other people because when you realize that Jesus is going to come back and make all things new, it actually changes how you interact with people because you start to participate in making these things new with Jesus. You know, you can listen to how Jesus is speaking to you he, and he's asking him to be with you. You can, you can lean into how Jesus wants to shape you and grow you and heal you and also how he wants to shape and heal others. And you can speak into their lives and be a friend and, and, and a good, a loving presence for them and a healing presence for them. You know? Having faith and trusting him and who he is so much that you actually begin to move in love towards others. When you actually believe that Jesus is going to return and, and move in love towards us in the future, then actually I feel like that impacts us now because then we start moving in love towards other people. Um, in the end here, okay, in verses 6 through 8, he says you can put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. Faith, love, and hope. Paul's like this. He's like, if you believe that Jesus is going to return, or even if you see that as a possibility, okay, that changes how you live now because it starts, it makes you start to live in faith, in love, and hope. These three themes, right, that he began with. The first week he talked about faith, love, and hope, and we're kind of ending there too, okay? If your hope is in Jesus coming to this world in love, okay, if you, if you, if you believe that Jesus is going to come in love to the world, okay, then you can start loving right now. You don't have to wait for Jesus, but you can start loving right now. You know, what, what would it look like if you went to school tomorrow, okay, and you went with love? What if, what if you didn't just wait for Jesus whenever he is going to return? But what if, what if you went to school tomorrow and you went with love? What would that look like? Oh, you, yeah. I don't think it's possible for me to go to school. Maybe anywhere else. Well, that's a big challenge for you then. Okay, that's a big challenge. What, what would it look like for you while you're at school, while you're sitting at your lunch table, as you're looking around at those people around you, okay? And, and what would it look like if you were actually to love them instead of just be there with them as a presence or just goof around with them? What would it actually look like to, to be a loving presence there at your lunch table? Or what, what would it even look like to go home tonight and love your family instead of just uh, doing what you normally do or going to your room? What would it actually look like to love and serve your family? What would that look like? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, how about this? How about this? How about this? What would it look like? Because those are still in the future, right? What would it look like if in two minutes or three minutes when we go into small groups? What would it look like to go to work? Ian, what would it look like to go to work? Okay, and look around and actually go with love. Well, are you video people? Do you video people? Video call people? All right, what would it look like to video call people and video call them with love? We're really making... <laughs> well, leaning into our hope, leaning into our hope means that allowing Jesus to change us right now. Okay, last one, last one. What would it look like as you go, as we go into small groups in a minute, what would that look like if you actually went to small group and you didn't just sit there by yourself, you didn't just sit there on your phone, you didn't just try to answer the questions, 
But what would it look like if you actually went there and you looked around at the people, you looked around at the other students, you looked at Matthew or Adrian, Zaire, Tyler, everyone, Cam, right? You looked at them and you actually say, what does it look like for me to love this person right here, right now? What does it look like for me to listen to them, to be a presence that's healing and making them whole? Okay? Last week, kind of, come, to end it, kind of coming back to last week, right? We talked about Jesus desires for our lives to be whole, right? He desires for our lives to be whole, to be put together, to obtain salvation through Jesus. That's what it says right here. For God has not destined you for wrath, okay? But he has destined you to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is not, God's desire is not for you to have a life that is full of wrath and destroyed, but his desire is for you to have a life that is whole and put together, okay? Through Jesus. Through Jesus. Death, and, and the amazing thing is that death, just as, as Paul was saying before this, when Jesus returns, Jesus is even going to beat death. Death can't even, even stop the life that Jesus offers. Death can't stop the life that Jesus offers. And that's crazy. Because no one in this world has figured out how to defeat death. Right? So that, that is the powerful love in life that Jesus offers you. One that can't be shaken by anything. That is the hope we have in the future. And that is actually the hope that we can have now. So let's start living like that's true, okay? If your hope is in Jesus, and if your hope is in this powerful and loving new life that Jesus offers, then I want to encourage you to live as though that's actually true, even tonight as we go to small groups. Okay, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this time together. Uh, We thank you uh, for this life that you offer us, for this new life that you offer us even now. Um, Jesus, we thank you for the hope where you will make all things new where you will make all things right, where you will make all things whole. Um, but we also thank you for this life that you offer us right now, that we get to lean into this, um, and we get to participate and, and, um, and receive this life that you give to us. We ask that you would lead us and guide us and give us wisdom and show us where we can have faith, hope, and love in our schools, um, with, other, with our friends, with our families, in all the places we are. Would you uh, show us um, how we live that life out? We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.